the most important task of your lives. Cooperate. Do not make me destroy you. Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 106. Yes, good to be back on this Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Thank you for joining me. I've been changing hosting companies for my podcast, so that's what's been kind of, I've been off and on, but the world is still crazy. There's still insane news stories, so let's get into it. So first up, I have this story from, well, I was actually driving to church Sunday and it was playing on the talk radio AM station. And here's the article from Metro. It says, we are all being asked to send our kids to school with the sniffles. I won't be. Uh, This morning, he had a runny nose, but look at him now. Read the patronizing Department of Education advertising showing a beaming boy headlining heading into school. I made it made my blood boil. The poster is just one of series that has been shared across social media in a campaign by the government to boost school attendance. They are all absolutely infuriating, especially to a mom of two who has been battling colds, flu, and this exact debate for pretty much the whole year so far. Should school attendance really come before the health of our children? I don't think so. So that's pretty much the report I heard on the car drive to church on Sunday. And it also infuriated me because all of a sudden, now it's okay unless your kid has a high fever. If he's sniffling, teach him how to cough and sneeze into his arm. They were saying, as long as he doesn't have a high fever, it's okay to send them to school. Now, this is all because people are actually keeping their kids home from school because for the past four years, we were, if you sneezed, you were looked upon as a pariah because God knows what you were spreading. They made everybody and masks and stay and, and social distancing. So people started taking the guidance. Of course, I don't want to get my, my, I don't want my kid sick. I don't want to get anybody's kid sick. If you're a parent, you understand that then it travels through the whole family. But now, since the absentee numbers are too high for the schools, that's not looking good for their numbers and their budgets. So here, send your kid to school sick now. Can you believe this? Can you believe the goal of the government to actually and have a campaign with posters and spend money on this when the whole time was separate your kids, keep your kids home from school, online schooling. Now it's like, ah, it's okay, send them sick. To me, this shows that they really do not care about us. It's just for their benefit, their numbers and what benefits them. And we just have to jump through the hoops so their numbers look good so they can get budgets. These schools, it's enough with these schools already. With the public schools, they're just out of control. The unions run them. The parents have no control over the over their kids' decision in schooling, and they make all the decisions for us, and it's not right. And the next story I got is a BK bodega worker fatally shot and spat over cigar. Police report. This is from Patch. I don't know. It's some new new news outlet thing. Uh, Brooklyn, New York, a Crown Heights bodega worker was fatally shot in the head during an argument over cigar in Crown Heights 
According to police and reports, cops found Nazim Barry, 37, bleeding from a gunshot wound to his head on Monday afternoon inside of Franklin Avenue Deli, New York PD officials said. Barry rushed to New York City Health and Hospital, Kings County, where he was later pronounced dead, authorities said. His mother, Danette Holly, told CBS News that Barry had been killed when he refused to give a man a free black and mild cigar. The man left after an argument and returned with a gun, she told the outlet. And when the guy went to draw the gun, Nassim seen it and they had a tussle over it and he said they tussled and when you bent and when you bend down and tussle the guy pointed the gun right to the back of his head and shot him holly said according to cbs reports no arrests have been made as of tuesday morning and police are still searching for a suspect of new york uh, a new york pd spokesman told patch that's just fabulous you're just doing your job Maybe it's his own business and some guy wants a free cigar now if it's a dollar cigar and the guy looks a little suspicious or, you know, maybe give the guy the dollar. But to die over, a, to get shot in the head for a dollar cigar, there's no, nothing of this is normal. This is not a normal city we live in anymore. This is crazy. The guy came back. Not just, like, he didn't have the gun on him. The guy made an effort. You didn't give me a dollar cigar. I'm going to go wherever I have to go. I'm going to get a gun and come back and shoot you for a dollar cigar. Not maybe, hey, I'll ask somebody if they could spot me a dollar for a cigar. No, I'm going to go out of my way to get a gun so I could shoot this guy that didn't give me the free cigar I wanted. Now, the next story I got, it's out of the New York Post. More than 75 immigrants discovered living in a cramped New York City basement where they sleep in shifts. Uh, more than 75 immig migrants have been living in a cramped basement below a furniture restaurant in South Richmond Hill, Queens, where beds are so in demand that they only only half can sleep at one time, city officials said Tuesday. Fire prevention inspectors discovered a legal subterranean boarding house Monday when they called to when they were called to 132-3 Liberty Avenue to investigate reports of a large collection of e-bike batteries according to the FDNY. That was when they found 40 migrants sleeping in the building's basement and realized that the true number of inhabitants was actually twice that. A further probe revealed that up to 80 individuals have been living there taking turns to sleep due to the limited space available, fire officials said, adding that it issued a vacate order for the building. Now the article just goes on about the owner but they're showing pictures and there's bunk beds one after another just lined up and the, this does not look clean or hygienic at all just a heads up for migrants right if you're coming to a country where 80 of you where you got a hot bunk pretty much that's what it's called like 40 sleep 40 go to work 40 come back you get out you jump into bed where somebody was just sleeping and the bed's even hot that's gross it's called hot bunking if you're a migrant illegal alien you're coming to a country where you have to live in these conditions how bad was it where you it, it couldn't be of that bad where where you were where you have to live in these conditions it couldn't be don't you just look at your other illegal migrant friend in the next bunk and be like hey i don't think this is what i wanted to sign up for i think i've i think it was better where we lived in 
just 80, just 40 people just crammed in a basement, probably no AC, just hot and just, and it looks like mostly men. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine living like that. Now, I'm pretty sure these people have cell phones and WhatsApp and social media. You're not showing pictures to your friends back home that, hey, don't bother coming. This is, these are our accommodations. People would stop coming. I wouldn't go. I'd be like, screw that, bro. You seen the way they live? I'm not going there. If you're coming from Senegal, I don't know. It seems like it's more outdoorsy living than in a city basement with 40 other people. How come these people keep going, coming here? That's not an improvement. And it seems like the initial thing that set this off was that there was a bunch of e-bikes and stuff piling up back there. So they all probably had delivery jobs. Great living, right? Delivery jobs. And then do, and you, we hear the horrendous stories about e-bike battery, lithium-ion batter, battery fires. That's how you want to go out in the basement with 40 other people just smoldering to death. Come on. And the next story I got out of New York Post shows that things aren't that good here anyway. It's out of New York Post's business section. Kellogg CEO faces backlash after suggesting people should eat cereal for dinner. Kellogg CEO Gary Pilnick advised shoppers chalking up more of their paychecks to soaring grocery bills than they have in the past three decades to just eat cereal instead. Quote, the cereal category has always been quite affordable and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure, Plinikin said in an interview with CNBC last week. If you think about cost of cereal for family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. CNBC host Carl Quintanilla asked the Kellogg's boss if encouraging cash-strapped consumers to eat cereal for dinner could, quote-unquote, land the wrong way, to with which a cheery clinic replied, in fact, it's landing, it's landing really well right now. Cereal for dinner is something that is probably more on the trend now, Plinix insisted during an interview earlier reported on by CNN, noting that a bowl of cereal with milk and fresh fruit is under $1. Now, doesn't this guy know that the low-cost dinner for an American is mac and cheese? That's our, like reference line to poverty like we have mac and cheese for dinner it's cheap it's what the kids love keep your cereal for breakfast bros i i on i i respect the the shill for your company but americans it's mac and cheese life bro like for dinner that's that's the economic dinner that's 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 as low as we stoop is mac and cheese for dinner so as you can see america is firing on all cylinders right now we're doing great yes Everything's excellent. The only thing that's excellent is Bitcoin. Thank God for Bitcoin. It's going up. Um, everything else is, uh, they're reporting it's great. Everything's great, but the other reports, it's not that great. If you look around, things are not that great. So that'll do it for me today. I want to give my brain a rest. I am Anthony T. Thank you for joining me. This is Static Podcast. This is a value for value podcast. If you don't know what value for value is, this comes out. There's no ads. Um, you can go to my website, Anthony. Uh, you can reach me at Anthony at staticpodcast.net. You can go to staticpodcast.net. There's a PayPal button. You can donate. Uh, you can boost this in a new modern podcast app, Boosting Satoshis. It's little bits of Bitcoin. Um, free speech is very important to me to speak out what I want. That's one of the only things we have left and they're still trying to come after that. But uh, thanks for joining me and I hope to see you next week.